0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to season two of The Sex Wrap. I can't believe we made it. Not that our seasons really make a lot of sense, because instead of having like 50 or 100 or 52, we have like 57 episodes in season one. But 57 seems like a good number of episodes.
1: We have 54. 50. Oh, 54. We have 54. And I we think that season two is going to be way cooler, though. And we have this called season two because we're making some changes to our format.
0: It's going to be bigger, it's going to be harder, it's going to be all of the, no, it's going to be.
1: Bigger and harder aren't necessarily better.
0: Well, well, (laughs) you should see the look on my face. OK, right, so (laughs) um, one of the new items that we're going to be introducing is i'm calling it the nogasm, um but the fight is on um so spring and i when we when we do these shows with all of you we are really thoughtful and we, we we come together and we have a great idea and we move forward with it um but there have been several times where spring and i just sit and talk for a couple hours in our planning sessions and um we don't agree and you haven't heard those disagreements so this year they're coming up probably the next episode, maybe the one after that, but um, we're going to actually have some debates back and forth about what we think and feel about sex because sometimes uh, all we read in the research doesn't have a conclusive answer and uh, it's kind of up to us to figure out what's going on. So look forward to some nogasms.
1: And let me just tell you that I'm terrified of this because Andrew is very intelligent and speaks very well. And I get very anxious to disagree with him. So, I am stepping up my confidence to voluntarily do this on air for you guys.
0: <laughs> I'm just really excited. I love a good argument. Um, so we're gonna have some nogasms. What else are we adding?
1: Uh, We're going to do some reviews. So anything that's related to sex, we might review. It might be a song. It might be a movie, a TV show. OMG, oh, I have a new TV show. I just realized I want to review. And uh, maybe some products uh, that people give us to test. So we will bring our reviews to you. Let us know what you want to have reviewed.
0: Yeah, we're happy to review anything that you want as well. Just got to send us a message, post on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. If you're not already listening, liking, following all of the social media, um, let us know there. Um, And we're changing up the format of our show at the end as well. Um, So uh, if you follow our social media, you're going to see every single day of the week, uh, there's going to be some kind of tip, just the tip, you know, has to be a sexual double entendre. Um, But we're going to end our shows most weeks, probably three out of four uh, with some kind of sexual tip to help people do something with the information that we've talked about. Because we want it to be actionable. We want it to be practical. We want you at the end of the show to have something that you can do. So um, just the tip is going to be introduced. that means
1: that we're going to have less periods. Now... I know I just heard a lot of you cry, and trust me, I love the period. I love, love, love the period for a lot of reasons. I love talking about periods. I love everything about periods. I love that the end of our show is called The Period, but... She loves terrible jokes. It's true that periods actually only come usually about once a month. So we're going to limit the period a little bit so that you don't get as many of my beautiful jokes.
0: You get still, (laughs) Yay. Okay. See, I'm smiling. Just kidding. You're
1: still going to get my jokes, guys. Don't worry.
0: (laughs) She said I'm not allowed to call them bad dad jokes because it's the same.
1: Because they're all great. Anyway.
0: uh, (laughs) Uh, So this is our first episode in a new year. Um, So I think that'd be fun for us to talk a little bit about resolutions, if you have any, or what's going on there. What's going on with your new year and resolutions?
1: Um, I don't do resolutions. um, Me too. But I did go to a yoga class right at the end of the year with one of my favorite teachers, Elena Brower, and she talked about making covenants with ourselves and with the earth of love for the new year. And I really like that.
0: That's just a different word for it.
1: Well, it's not because making a covenant is more like a, um, it's like a promise that has a deep level of commitment. And this idea of a covenant of love is not a specific behavior or even um, anything, really. It's more of an attitude and a kind of uh, checking to see whether things align with your covenant of love with yourself and with the earth. And that really uh, spoke to me. I really liked that idea because I think that's kind of how I try to live anyway. So I bought into that and I specifically bought some rose quartz, which is uh, the mineral gem... Thing of love oh and my, I,
0: my eyes cannot roll I, I, put, oh, no. I put
1: some rose quartz on my meditation altar oh, my uh, to solidify my covenant of love to myself and to the earth
0: I are, are we going to have our very 1st nogasm right now?
1: Did you no. know that I was going to say all that? <laughs> no, I had no idea. Like.
0: <laughs> so for all of you who don't know, if you say anything mystical to me or anything Virgo or anything Sagittarius or anything gemstone mystical, I kind of throw up in my mouth a little bit. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I love myself enough that I don't need a, a rock to make me commit. Anyway, but the
1: rock is a physical reminder of my strong but it doesn't commitment. doesn't have to be rose
0: quartz. It could be like a pebble or a rock or a piece of coral or anyway. But Andrew, I'm very glad pink. you're making that commitment. I'm glad you're making that. It's commitment. pink. It is. It is. It's it
1: perfect is for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, did you make any non-resolutions?
0: I did. Mine started in November um, in the midst of Christmas shopping blitz. Um, I decided that I no longer wanted to pay attention to advertisements that told me that I needed things or that I should buy things or that what I had wasn't good enough. is um, since all then, all
1: advertisements?
0: All advertisements. So. Um, I have not bought any impulse buys. I have not bought any clothes. I have not bought anything at the last second. I've done no retail therapy for November, December, and now halfway through January. Okay,
1: Um, now it's my turn. Guys, if you could see my face, my jaw is hanging so lower than possibly low because Andrew's favorite thing is retail therapy.
0: I have a lot of clothes. But I'm doing better and I, I'm good for it. Like there are times where like I really want something new and sparkly and I'm, I really I don't need it. I don't need it. Um, so for me, it's trying to change my focus on what the world tells me and like spend five minutes on any social media platform or television or who. It doesn't matter where you are. Constantly you're berated. Um, so I'm trying to say No to all of that and I'm doing a pretty good job overall I still spend money and I still go places and do things and go to restaurants and travel but um I'm not buying like you know you're like scrolling through Instagram and that thing looks awesome or that shirt looks great or that beanbag chair
1: guys insta knows me so well it advertises me everything that I didn't know I wanted
0: yep that's it's right. Terrifying.
1: Today yeah. I advertised a pink sink to me and I didn't even know I needed a pink sink. And now I'm desperate to have a pink sink.
0: <laughs> okay then. <laughs> well, a pink sink is a really nice segue into our <laughs> first question of season two, which is...
1: Where is the clitoris? The clitoris.
0: What? W- what's the question? What? Oh, 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 where's the, where's the clitoris? The clitoris
1: it's been a mystery.
0: And then that song just sounds terrible after the opening, like, like off-key singing. Thank you. Um, no. So, so where is the clitoris? Um, and this is an important question. Uh, Spring and I were just looking at all the, the information that's out there. What was that statistic that you threw at me that just made <laughs> me, my, my job drop, drop open, unable to speak? What is it?
1: Yeah, we found a research study where they surveyed college students, and they found that 60% of the college students surveyed thought that the clitoris is inside the vaginal canal, and let me just say, that's not where it is, guys.
0: The, the, no, it is not. It's not. Basic, I, I don't well, I can't even talk.
1: That's so alarming that 60% of college students didn't know where the clitoris was. So we know that... A lot of people don't get great sex ed. And we know that a lot of people don't really understand their bodies. And that statistic is still alarming (laughs) to me, actually. So we are doing a whole episode about the clitoris today.
0: And when when someone asks me where the clitoris is, I'm like, well, which part are you talking about? Mm. Because it's not just a little nubbin. Right. And most of the time when we see it in the media, there's like the little the little nub joke. But there's are you talking about the hood? Are you talking about the head? Are you talking about the shaft? Are you talking about the root? Are you talking about the bulb? Like there's a lot of pieces and it's actually pretty huge when you look at it. Um, We'll post some like anatomy pictures of the entire thing. Um, But no, it is not inside the vaginal canal. And it's not there. (laughs) <laughs>
1: no, it's not. And um, yeah, we'll actually, we have a lot of awesome pictures that we can post and link to. Um, so, where is the clitoris, Andrew?
0: So, um, the clitoris is at the back of the throat
1: uh which throat
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a movie no um so no the clitoris if you if you look at uh, a woman or a trans man's vulva, uh, vaginal area, um if you go to the very top of it, if you look underneath the labia majora, that's the the larger lips and then you look underneath the labia minora, which are the smaller lips, it's underneath the hood at the very top.
1: So by top we mean if someone was lying on their back. Then like by their belly the button. Mm-hmm. Like towards so like the, the belly button. S- near the front of their body, right?
0: Right. Um, and for a lot of women, especially if they're not particularly aroused, it's hard to see because the clitoris, just like the penis, engorges. I love that word. Engorges with blood. It's kind of like gorgeous. Almost the same, like engorges mm-hmm. with blood. Um, so if a woman's not particularly aroused, uh, it may not even be very visible because it kind of pulls back inside underneath the clitoral hood. So sometimes trying to find it visually if a woman's not aroused it can be pretty difficult.
1: Right. And so, I mean, that is part of the functionality, right? So the hood protects the clitoris when someone is not aroused because the clitoris is just packed full of thousands of nerve endings. And so to have it exposed all the time would be quite uncomfortable. So when somebody is sexually aroused, then the hood pulls back slightly so that the clitoris is available for pleasure.
0: Yeah. So a clitoris has the same number of nerve endings as a penis, right? So Mm -hmm. they're just really compact down into a much smaller space. Um, 10,000 to 15,000 just in the head, like the head of the clitoris, the small part that can be visible if a woman is aroused. Now, the other thing I think is really important to say about where the clitoris is um, is that there are... uh, many different sizes and shapes some women have uh, clitoris that could be an inch long other women have clitoris that are almost impossible to see and not visible but all of them are very sensitive all of them have tons of nerve endings um so lots of different sizes and shapes
1: right and and one thing I do want to mention is a- Andrew did say women or trans men. And I just wanted to, to comment on that. Uh, we are talking about when we're talking about clitorises, we're talking about anybody that has a vagina. Um, so that includes people that might not identify as women or trans men as well. Right. So anybody with a vagina. um. Then we're talking about where this clitoris is and what it looks like, and then there's this other part of the clitoris as well, right? This part that is inside the body,
0: right? Um, so there's a there's actually the part inside the body is huge compared to the part that's outside of the body. <laughs> it actually connects to the pubic bone. Um, there are bulbs that kind of loop around both sides of the uh, of the vaginal canal all around the vagina Um, so there's all kinds of parts of it on the inside that can actually be stimulated as well so when someone asks where the vagina is there's part of it on the outside there's part of it on the inside there's part of it in and around so there's lots of parts of it um, where the clitoris is oh oh, what did i oh did i say where the vagina is
1: yeah but you're right with the vagina too part of that's inside part of that's outside part yeah so both of them we've got internal and external parts
0: Yeah. Um, And this is a good time for us uh, to take a short break. When we get back, we are going to do a quick review before we get back into talking about the clitoris. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back.
1: Welcome back, everybody.
0: And okay. Okay, are you you ready for our first review?
1: I'm so ready for our first review.
0: Okay, so the first thing we're reviewing is a song. Here we go. Do you know the song?
1: Oh, I know the song.
0: I know the song too.
1: I've heard the song a lot recently.
0: (laughs) Okay, and I think most of our listeners probably know, and I'm gonna fade it out. Um, So that is Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. The worst thing about that song for me is that uh, whenever I try to have my Alexa play it at home, uh, I say thank you next, and then it automatically skips to the next song, so it (laughs) it can't handle it. Um, But why are we reviewing Ariana Grande's song?
1: Well, I mean, if somebody is not interested in learning about your clitoris, if you are a clitoris owner, then we would say... (laughs) Thank you. Next.
0: Thank you. Next. Um, (laughs) Uh, So for me, when I heard the song for the first time, um, I was actually at a drag show and there was a drag queen performing and I'm like, oh, this is pretty catchy and fun. And then I really listened to it. And I'm like, there's a lot of good lessons here. Um, Because throughout our lives, we're all probably some people, you know, you might like date one person ever, but the rest of us, we're going to be dating lots of people. And I think it's a healthy way for us to look at breakups and relationships. Um, If you're dating someone and you break up, instead of being really bitter about the whole thing, you can say, what can I learn from this relationship? What can I do to be a better person after this relationship? What are the goods? What are the bads? What are the lessons? Um, And take those with you and your next relationship will be hopefully better. I mean, and I think it's a really nice message that, you know, your world isn't over when you break up with someone. And if someone's bad to you and you do break up with them, it's good. You've learned from it and you can move on. I don't know. I like it. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I really like this song also. And I think, I mean, not only is it catchy, but yeah, there's, there's no even like putting down of the exes in this song, which I think is beautiful also, because you were with somebody because you liked them or loved them. And even if something happens that causes you to break up, I think it's really important to remember, to respect that person and, you know, how you did feel about them at one time. And that's one thing I really like about this song, the gratitude, you know, that comes through for what she's learned from exes. And um, I, I recently went through a breakup less than a month ago. And uh, somebody made me a breakup playlist, and this was the first song on the playlist. So I've actually listened to it quite a lot recently, and I I feel inspired by this song. Like, I do actually um, feel that coming through it, you know? It's beautiful.
0: I think... It's a nice message about breaking up and we'll probably talk about it again whenever we get to some relationship episodes that are coming up soon. Um, and if you have any questions at all, uh, this is my reminder. I'll say it one more time. If you have questions about love, sex, relationships, things to review, just submit them, email, phone, whatever you want. And, and we'd love to talk about them with you too. Um, okay. So like Spring said, though, the other message about the song is if someone's not willing to <laughs> find your clitoris, You can thank you next to them. (laughs) You have our permission. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So there's a couple other things that I want to talk about uh, with clitor, or with how to find a clitoris. Um, Oh wait
1: can we can we go to first? What is the plural of clitoris? Because I think you were about to say more than one clitoris. And this is a question that I've struggled with a lot in my life. Um, And Andrew has a very complex answer
0: do you want, you want my conflict okay, so I want you to the, tell
1: us what is the plural for clitoris? Well,
0: you can say clitorises. That's okay.
1: That is okay, yeah. And there's another more complicated version you're allowed to say also.
0: So so what's the complicated version, Spring? And then I'll tell everyone how it works.
1: Um, is it clitorides? <laughs>
0: that's really okay. So um, if there are words at me? Well, Okay. So I learned this because I didn't know the plural for octopus. I thought it was octopussies, octopussy, right? See, that's where my brain went. But no, um, and someone said octopi, and that's wrong too, um, because oct is a Greek root, and if you put an I at the end of something, it means it's a Latin root. This is my level of nerddom, everyone. I'm a big nerd, but you all knew that already. Um, so the plural of octopus is octopodes. So the cl- plural of clitoris, because it's a Greek rooted word, would not be. Um, it wouldn't be uh, clitori, right? Because that would be. An, it would be a Latin. So you could say it's clitorides, right? So you put the o d e s at the end of it. Um, so that's. So that's it. And that's how you make it plural.
1: So, clitorises or clitorides. Yeah. But is, are are we saying that right or is it clitorides clitor- Oh yeah. So
0: that? so they like the ODES is yeah. like the like octopodes so clitorides.
1: Clitorides, I think, yeah. yeah. So clitorises or clitorides.
0: And I'm not 100% sure that's right because I don't speak Greek, but that's what it looks like if we do a comparison to the plural of octopuck. Yeah.
1: All right. We nailed that. I'm going to go with clitorises, FYI, guys.
0: Or (laughs) just two clitoris. There you go. Um, so there are lots of other things we could talk about with clitoris. Um, I was reading about uh, piercings that people get around the clitoris to see if that can increase the sensation. Um, and the answer is it depends on the person. So we don't know if that works. There's a whole new kind of plastic surgery that's going on. Um, have you heard about it, Spring?
1: I have heard about it. Making the hood of, that covers the clitoris smaller
0: so it's more exposed, and people can find it more easily. Yeah. Um, so it's called a hoodectomy. Yeah. Um, and women are going to plastic surgeons and having it slightly reduced so that they have uh, more sensation. Or it's easier for people to find. Um, so there's some stuff going on there. Uh, but I want to go back to our question. We really haven't answered yet. How do you find it? So we've said where it is. How do you actually find it? Um, and this is the like the overarching theme of our whole show. You have to communicate. You have to talk. You have to play. <laughs> you have to experiment. I mean, I know it's like crazy. Talk to a person that you might be intimate with. <sighs> Whatever.
1: And, and if you're an owner of a clitoris, and by that I mean you have one on your body, <laughs> um, if you start to experiment and to play with your clitoris and to find out what um, really feels good, then you can communicate that to other people as well. So, part, so this is homework for everybody. It's not just the person that is uh, wanting to pleasure a clitoris that needs to talk to the clitoris owner and ask them what feels good. But the person that owns the clitoris needs to have experimented and be able to communicate that information to their partner as well.
0: We've talked uh, quite a few times on our show about how there's a lot of shame that women feel about their bodies. Um, And there's a lot of women who don't uh, masturbate or women who don't uh, explore or look at their bodies. Um, And one of the things, if you want to know where the clitoris is, or if you want your partner to know where clitoris is, it takes self-exploration. And that's really what Spring is saying. You have to look, maybe get a hand mirror. Um touch, see what feels good and then learn how to communicate all of those things to someone else. And it can be really fun play. If you have a partner, going through and figuring that out with someone else can actually be a really nice kind of foreplay or sex play as well. Like, let's really figure this out and see where it is. It's it, it's not that hard to find everyone. It's not. <laughs> it's it, The mystery isn't all the stigma and shame, not in the actual it's a body part where you just kind of look and play and like, oh, there it is. Got it.
1: Yeah. And the other thing is, um, I mean, another reason that we're talking about this is another one of the studies that we'll put in the show notes for you where we put uh, extra information that you can go check out um, talks about how many um, women versus men orgasm at their most recent sexual encounter. And in this nationally representative US sample, 64% of women orgasmed at their last sexual encounter and 91% of men. And so one of the reasons that we want to talk about this is because there is a gap in uh, how many women during sexual encounters are having orgasms. And we know that women can have orgasms and most women know how to have them and know how to have them uh, pretty easily within short amounts of time even. Um, But it still doesn't seem to be happening with partners. And so part of that is what Andrew is saying, the the stigma and this inability to communicate about it is actually preventing a lot of women from enjoying um, encounters with partners.
0: Right. We know that somewhere between 70 and 80% of women need clitoral stimulation to have an orgasm. And if they're not able to find it themselves or communicate where it is, or if their partners don't know where it is or how to stimulate it, that means 70% of women are probably not going to have an orgasm during sex. And that really hap- or that makes a lot of sense when we start looking at all of the statistics that come out about who's, or- who's orgasming. You know, this really tags well into our very first episode.
1: It does.
0: Is that on purpose?
1: Oh, is our first episode of our first season and our first episode in our, of our second season related? How cute.
0: Oh, because we're so cute. That, <laughs> we're so cute. cute means something's not nice anymore. Like that's cute. Anyway. Uh, okay. I
1: love cute.
0: Love cute. Um. All right. Is there anything else that we need to say about the clitoris?
1: Um, I did just want to throw this out there, even though we're talking a lot about the clitoris and we're talking about it specifically because of orgasm, that's the only purpose of the clitoris is pleasure. Um, I just wanted to throw out, you know, orgasm isn't the goal of sex, even though we're talking about it and we're talking about it because there's this big differential between um people that own vaginas and people that own penises. (laughs) But, but orgasm isn't the goal of sex. And I think, you know, I want to remind people that there's a lot of great things that you can enjoy, whether you're male, female, non-binary, however you identify um, during sexual encounters.
0: Yeah, so we've talked about it before. If you make orgasm the goal of sex, most of the time your sex isn't as good. Where if you make pleasure and intimacy and in, pleasure, intimacy and enjoying being with another person the goal, you're probably gonna have a great orgasm. So and
1: you're gonna meet all your goals, which is like always fun.
0: <laughs> all right, so we're at the very end, um, and today we're having our first just the tip. Um, oh my god, tip-
1: I missed the period already. <laughs>
0: Sorry, sorry. We'll, we'll get we'll we'll get one of those in twenty eight days. I guess. Uh, so the tip today is most women or most people who have a clitoris. Um, One side is more sensitive than the other side and rubbing manipulation oral, whatever's happening to the clitoris on that side is much more likely to bring someone to orgasm. So uh, you yourself or you with a partner um, play with the right side, play with the left side, play with the top, play with the bottom. Maybe you'll find which side works best for you.
1: That's so crazy.
0: (laughs) So um, uh, let's see. (laughs) crazy so we're at the end um so uh we would love for you to chat with us you can call us you can uh call us our phone number is 413 uh i wrap it i I wrap it that's wrap with a w um you can email us uh we're the sex wrap at gmail.com we're on instagram twitter and facebook like follow us there um the sex wrap sex wrap um but whatever you do just wrap us bye everybody bye